0: All right. Hello, InteraBang. Hello. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, Michelle.
1: Love to I've... hear back from you.
0: Same. Same, and thanks, InteraBang, for for joining us. Um, it's been a while um, for Stephanie and I. We've been up to some things, some some life changes for us. As that's always kind of a constant constant thing, ebbs and flows, different life chapters starting and ending.
1: I was are sure M. it happens with you you know.
0: Mhm. Yeah, so we've been going through things but we've been doing well. Um settling in nicely and uh yeah, hope hope all has been well with you and Terrabang. And uh just want to kind of do a little check-in. So I was uh I recently did kind of a semi half cross country road trip um kind of these past couple weeks I moved Uh, I moved so I'm now in uh, no longer in Colorado Uh, I'm now in Pennsylvania
1: that's that's definitely more than half the country I think perhaps yeah
0: I think you're right Um, how
1: how long was the drive overall just like driving time
0: 26 hours okay that's definitely
1: more than halfway
0: (laughs) yeah I think but pretty close because um, before that, I the year before that, I came from the Bay Area in California.
1: So oh, that's also quite far. Yes. Yeah.
0: So my, my car has been across the whole country uh, in, in about a year's time. But you know, with the unique things that come with road trips, you know, there's you know your, how you spend your time is a little bit different. Um, you know, I I had a company of a family member to come with me um, to help with the drive. So I was fortunate, very grateful for that. Um, so, yeah, there's with a the passive, another person in the car, you can definitely have some conversation, small chat, um, you know, things to get, you know, have, have the time pass. Uh, but, you know, I don't, for me at least, after a while, you just, you can't talk for 26 hours. Um, there's just natural silence kind of flows in, uh, you know, especially even while driving, especially as a passenger, you know, I, I like to look out the window. I mean, I can, I'm like, I can just fixate and just turn my body. And it's so relaxing just to stare out the window in silence and just kind of like dislocate my eyes. I don't know what you kind of, you know, you just focus, 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 unfocus. Yes. Yeah. And like, I'm still noticing, I'm still taking in the environment, but um, just feels kind of neat to see everything. Um, you know, I like to see a little, what's, what are the billboards saying or, you know, or what is the kind of, Plant life, or if I see things, animal life, or the other cars on the road, or what's going on, or what are the rest stops like in this state, or all that. Um, but you know, with that kind of time, you kind of appreciate things that are always there, Anyway you are. And you know, for instance, like clouds. And um, so I guess that's kind of the opening I wanted to bring in. Bring in for this episode is you know cloud watching, and that's something that I feel you you can do not having to be on a road trip uh you know it's but this road trip kind of helped remind me of that's a, a pastime I've always kind of liked doing it. it's just the simplicity of just sitting or just even one walks or so you know just looking up at the sky and just kind of taking this taking in uh taking in the environment and for me whenever I kind of observe nature in this way and sometimes it's pretty contemplative and in depth but sometimes it's just kind of this overall just general viewpoint. The to, Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of think about of that moment of, you know, who was the artist today? You know, was it the wind, the moisture, the temperature?
1: Why can't it be a symphony? It's just all of them.
0: Sometimes it is. But sometimes I just get this sense of like, I think the wind did a big role today or something. I don't know. It's kind of abstract and very subjective. But that's just how my my, my mind works. But, so I didn't know if in Interrobang or, or Stephanie, you know, like if that's something you have to do, because it's just, you know, it's just a simple thing. And for me, it's very relaxing and grounding. It kind of clears my head a little bit. And it's just, it's really awesome to see. And also, because for me, it's like, you, I, at least it's hard to appreciate the depth and like the true height of all the different clouds. And, you know, I went from a pretty high elevation in Colorado down to the coast. So the clouds changed quite a bit, at least in our, in our journey.
1: I'll, I'll get to your point. Later, but I first want to address that currently as the at the time of recording this, it's hurricane season. So mm-hmm. the fact that you mentioned, you know, what artists was the main factor of the day or whatever of the moment. The wind, you know, Hurricane Laura. <laughs> big, big old Jackson Pollock right there. <laughs> uh, perhaps yeah. more than a Jackson Pollock, just kinda like throwing a bucket of paint at a wall. And <laughs> in, in the bucket as well. <laughs> yeah. Just, just the whole, the whole like I guess shipment of of that paint has been thrown on giant wall. <laughs> yeah.
0: But that's kind of amazing when there's a weather system like that. To me, that yeah. like really affects such. I mean, even like yeah, a little tiny particle, a little bit of wind or whatever can you know travels around and circulates around the sure. whole globe. But when you have something to me at least that's like you know a single storm system, and you're like yeah. okay this is coming, this is what the South had experienced in, or in this part of the country where I lived, it's coming about this way, or, you know, even here in the States, I always think it's pretty amazing when we get those, like, Sahara, um,
1: Sahara winds. Yeah, so, it, like, crosses the Atlantic and then, I mean, like, it somehow ends up in North America. Yeah. I mean, like, I say somehow, like, it follows a jet stream, or, yeah. Yeah, but it's, like, that's
0: crazy to me. I mean, it's, like, the whole ocean, um, yeah. So, um,
1: but mm-hmm. going back to your point about like just just the, just the clouds, mm-hmm. um, you you take them in. Do you ever look at them for shapes? You know, yeah. Like, so that was yes. Yeah, I kind of oscillate around. So
0: sometimes it's just like, oh, that's cool. Or, that's interesting. Or like, I hear. You know, I'm I kind of have more of a dance background. I'm more drawn to movement and kind of yeah. You mentioned that with, before. With, yeah, with musicality. Yeah, we talked about this before, Stephanie and I. And so like, I actually can like hear. And like see like a movement when I see a certain kind of like a certain kind of like whoosh or a wah. Like I assign kind of a sound as well as like a movement to it when I see it, even though it's I know it is technically in movement, but you know, at the time for my naked eye it seems pretty stationary. Right. Especially when I'm driving in a moving in a car. Um, so I go through that and I also oscillate over. Sometimes I do try to see shapes, so but I never really fixate on the oh I see a pony and you know I see these specific shapes yeah. and you know I never really take it to that far usually where you, where you like create a storyline but is something that I've, I've ventured to but it's just amazing because yeah it's the yeah it's endless possibility I think of what you could come up with
1: what about, about I'm, you I'm definitely more the storyline like so I think as a kid I would I would always try to see you know different shapes and and things in the clouds and then mm-hmm. sometimes I'd stare at clouds just intentionally trying you know there's illusion pictures where you know there's like an old lady hag and then there's like a really pretty lady if you just focus yes. on the nose and then something. which one is the rabbit one the rabbit and It's the like duck. the rabbit and the duck <laughs> yeah so yes. like I'd always try to you know I guess exercise different aspects of my brain by um trying to see as many different things as I could with like one cloud or a group of clouds and you know mm-hmm. try and craft as Creative writing story sort of around them. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't necessarily make sense, but it was just trying to cram in the different objects or, or interpretations together. Which uh, I could not think of a story right now, but they got pretty, pretty wild sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like to say that it sounds rubbish, but I promise you, they were really interesting. It's <laughs> terrible.
0: You don't. You and I both are. You know, bated breaths, Just yeah
1: just waiting. Well, I've got blinds on right now. So book
0: two are it. coming soon. Yeah, book and book two are coming soon of Stephanie's novellas of of cloud watching. But my I'm question... is called cloud watching, yes. <laughs> my question for you, Stephanie, um, and I don't know, Terri, you might be able to chime in or have, you know, have an opinion on this one is, so you, with your idea of being able to kind of change your perspective and see different shapes of a single cloud formation, so you see shape or whatever thing, A, we'll label it A, and then you already know what B is, right? In order to be able to kind of shift and like shift and be able to now see it as B from A, do you like close your eyes or like what do you do to like, you know,
1: maybe just focus on a different part of the cloud. Like if there's one blob of the cloud that, you know, is particularly line shaped, Mm -hmm. you know, like perhaps the main, But like the rest of the body is nothing really much to speak of. It's just kind of an amorphous blob. But then if you look at a section of that amorphous blob, perhaps there's a tiny little thing there that could be construed as an eye. And then you're like, oh, that's kind of like a dolphin. And the dolphin's kind of like kicking a wave. And that's why there's a splash. And then that kind of explains the mane of the lion. Okay. I get that. Yeah. I just, and I also feel for me,
0: I got good days and bad days on that yeah like for me it's there's we talked about optical illusions just a while ago you know there's the, the spinning dancer sure. it's like a silhouette and yeah. it looks as if the dancer is moving we're, one way we're trying
1: to figure out what the directionality of how they're spinning exactly
0: um and it's like on a single point and um so that i know that there's some days where i'm not able to switch back and forth ah and other days it's like no problem it's just easy yeah and I can never figure out why if that was just because of my maybe my eye fatigue you know I wear I wear contacts I work you know I wear um of lenses I wear glasses you know or if it's just after a long day or if I happen to be already looking at a uh, computer screen for a while I don't know I can never kind of figure it out but that was that was interesting just some days I was able to easily switch without really much effort and other days I was like I know I know the whole truth. It should
1: be able to do it, but I can't. I cannot. (laughs) Yeah, so. I always try and make myself, because I think I had read something I heard somebody wise (laughs) say (laughs) before that, you know, like, people, adults don't imagine enough, you know, like, if they could, you know, I think it was like Sam Berry or Roald Dahl, like, one of those like, children's authors or something, you know, Uh they're saying, like, adults, they have no imagination, or they lack the imagination they used to have when they were a child, and I always thought that was so sad. You know, like adults are so just pragmatic and you know, no nonsense. I mean, being an adult now, I can see that perspective. But I always, never wanted to. Always never. That's an interesting turn of phrase. I never wanted to lose that perspective of like wonderment, which I guess a sense you know, of wonder
0: is what tarabang, you wonder.
1: Mm-hmm. You're, you're. That's what you're there for. <laughs> you know. So clearly. I don't think we've lost it yet, but you know, it's always something to be conscious about, right? Um, just try and never lose that sense of wonder. So I guess that's that's kind of why I always tried to challenge myself to make sure I could, you know, see at least one thing in the clouds, if not multiple. But you know, that that just kind of grows. It just happens, you know, once you're able to make your brain switch from thing to thing to thing. Mm-hmm. To me, the word settling comes to the word settle we I
0: you know I think I remember I said the word at the beginning of the episode you know hope you're settling you know settling in okay but you know clouds don't really settle
1: they keep going
0: they kind of are either yeah, kind of like you know they're different the moisture content the water droplets they're always evolving and flowing some clouds and,
1: split up some clouds get together anyway
0: structure of clouds um family's being torn apart left and right tragic oh um, no
1: it's supposed to be calming i'm sorry
0: <laughs> i just went there um you got me thinking about all your
1: elaborate stories and thinking of what, what it could be hey um, imagination's great imagination's sometimes great. can be crazy but you know well it's,
0: it's embracing that and 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 kind of nurturing that creativity but yeah i was thinking of the word like settling in and you know what you were talking about with stephanie um you know, and I, I think with a little bit of psychology, I know, I think it's called social emotional theory or something like that. It's basically just discussed, imp- a big component of it is that as we age, we tend to settle in our ways, particularly about kind of subjective things you know, involving social and emotional things.
1: You mean like you kind of get your, not a rut, that's, that's a bit harsh to say, but like you, yeah. you get used to habit a forming. perspective it's, it's, it's kind of a habit you're forming. not really as open-minded as mm-hmm. perhaps you were in your youth
0: yeah and it's about you know particularly about things that aren't like you know hugely like maybe like you know, oh gravity doesn't exist it's just like this is how I like to do these things or this is how kind of you get maybe, used to
1: a certain way
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I feel like that kind of ties into what you're saying about you know the degree and you know the, how much imagination you have as you age and as, you know, growing up also, it's like the, uh, what is this, Polar Express, right? Oh, I love that movie. With the, um, with the litmus test of, um, of like, uh, you know, how you can hear the bell or not. Um, yeah, so I always think that that's, that's really interesting. Um, and so, um yeah. And so, um, yeah, so hey, if you can hear the bell if you truly believe in in Santa existing and things like that. So I don't know, you know, I came across that story when I was really little and um and then, you know, I kind of have always it's always stayed in my mind as an adult. But uh you know, other things that you know I was thinking about too, this isn't really necessarily a road trip, but just something that I also kind of thought of the several weeks ago. Um was you know something that again you you hear about as a child, and um, yeah, it's that you know certain phrases that we use. Like what triggered my thinking was okay. Like we say that all the time. Sometimes it's spelled out O K A Y, or sometimes it's just the two letters. Um, but I don't know what it means. I don't know why we say it if it comes from something. Um, so yeah, I I, I myself kind of d- delved into that and just did a quick search and seen that there was. Um, it's so commonly used too, right? Like
1: just no one really thinks about. Yeah, well now sometimes words.
0: some people just say K,
1: like the letter K. Oh my God, K or KK. Like it's just, KK. why, yes. why would you put KK? Oh, is literally you know a little double is a double tap on the
0: same. It's it's (sighs) the it's the culture of texting, you know. It's just a double tap.
1: Spell it out, man. Yeah, I'm an old fogey in that regard. (laughs) You're talking about like getting in a rut. Yes, I am one of those people who just spell everything out, please, please. You do say you do spell out the word. Yeah, there's a certain it's a school of people. There's a certain like properness yeah that i so, insist upon
0: so in my research i read that it, it came from kind of like older english but like all all correct yeah so correct used to be spelled with with a k um
1: so meaning well, that was this went, used colloquially or like you know between i don't know like
0: it was more colloquially telegrams
1: it, or something like that yeah
0: it was more colloquially in it's speech you know it, oh, it really more okay. verbal and i think just over time it was shortened to okay. And not like recently, like, you know, this is a few hundred years ago.
1: But but Michelle, surely that should be AC, right? Not okay.
0: Well, no, it's just the spelling of those words. It was like all like O-L-L, correct. K-O-R-R-E-C-T at the time.
1: We're talking like Old English here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. And then so so it was a that while got- ago.
0: And then it it, it got shortened to okay at that time and then it just stayed frozen and preserved through past the time where we changed the spelling of all incorrect to be oh A L L with it and then with a C O R R E C T. Um but yeah so it got me thinking about yeah so again the theme of things that yeah you were kind of told and taught as a child that were kind of like informal things not like you know geometric proofs and whatnot but it's just like what other idioms are out there that we just are like yeah this is what you do but like what is the meaning behind it where did it come from is it i gotta tell
1: you there's some there's some like really mm-hmm. odd english ones if you I don't question it yeah no you just kind of take it for granted and, and you I know what it. it means and then when you meet someone who's a non-native english speaker yeah
0: i don't know Terry, if you ever had this but i know i've had some non-english you know or english is their second language and learning english And it is, it's this this whole spectacle to have to explain to someone. Why Why is it so strange? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know. And, you know, and and it makes me aware of how little I know about it. It's just how it is. And then, but this isn't unique to the English language. Every language kind of has its own. Yes. Has its own group of these phrases. And it's fun. I always think it's fun to kind of exchange, exchange them because it's just, yes, they're all quite ridiculous sounding, but I don't know. Have you come up with any Stephanie? I mean, I was just—I have I have a couple. Of my, my I came.
1: Stuff, up, I came up with a few. Um, let's let's do it. So like we kind of banter off of each other. You know, like I yeah. I'll do one. You do one. That kind of thing. Okay. Um, first one. Uh, to steal someone's thunder. What do you think that one? So, entire If you are, um, not familiar with this phrase, it means like someone who. Well, it kind of says. It on the, does it say it on the tin? I don't know. To me, it's pretty intuitive, but. That's no, it's when you take,
0: kind of, you kind of usurp a little bit. You kind of seize um, from someone, kind of their power in a little way. Yeah, like commandeer something and like kind of take it for your own. Yeah. So my thinking is, I don't know, but just yeah. right off the top of my head, uh-huh. something with you know mythology with Zeus, the god of thunder, and he was quite greedy, and but people are always. And like I remember Hercules with like the lightning bolts in the Disney version. Ah, yeah. And there was kind of this exchange of where I guess you could kind of play around with his Zeus's thunder. So it just matter. and you know, and Zeus was like the head guy, head yeah. honcho. So the main dude so thunder is representative like the ultimate power or kind of the ultimate power per se
1: have you ever noticed it's funny how like thunder like thor also got a thunder but like mm-hmm. really it should be lightning right thunder is just the sound effect that goes with the lightning, yeah, the
0: lightning does the
1: the lightning is the more the damaging part the damage, the damage kinda like, well damaging
0: to us i don't know it could be other systems that it, the sound
1: sure sure
0: crumples but yeah no i i agree i <laughs> yeah the thunder's what scares us because we're so sensitive to sound okay so yeah. what, but that, that's my guess in i don't know about you but that that's my I, guess
1: i kind of would have preferred if it were like you know had mythological origins unfortunately it's not so profound so there's this playwright theater critic in like early 1700s mm-hmm. and he wanted to put on a play of you know something kind of obscure to me called appius in virginia and he came mm-hmm. up with his own like thunder machine which sounds incredibly fancy until you realize it's just a sheet of tin that he's just kind of like rattled around oh, and kind of Like a, like, like, a it. Like,
0: like a like a foley artist, F O L E Y, the sound effects people who Yeah, yeah.
1: And so they kinda like, you know, okay. kind of take a giant sheet and yeah. you know, like when you kind of wave it around, you know, the, the metal yeah. kind of ripples a bit, but you know, but not in a consistent manner. So it kind of makes a rumbling yeah. bit of sound. Yeah.
0: And I think so. they and do it was... in movies and stuff. Yeah. That's they... just
1: like so that was this theater dude's like thunt so called thunder machine. Um that you know they'd rattled backstage in the production Uh and then a few days later after this premiered (laughs) he noticed it was used in a production of Macbeth and he was Uh just so petty and enraged and he was like oh you stole my thunder you know so like uh, literally yeah or kind of
0: literally you stole my representative then well you 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 mentioned you mentioned stage performance so if one that comes to my mind is the phrase again this could also just be really English language you know uh, when you're wishing someone kind of luck and good fortune on their upcoming performance you say hey break a leg uh-huh. and I feel like nowadays people go like haha but don't really like they have to kind of resign it a little bit because it's yeah. like yeah don't it
1: sounds it sounds a bit harsh it's if you take it literally. a bit
0: it sounds yeah <laughs> yeah did you I, yes I was wondering did you know about where that would
1: become I don't know I can't I do and there are several different origins so the the main one that etymologists, so, like, the official scholar people seem to mm-hmm. like, is this German phrase called "Hals an Beinbruch, which um, means, like, neck and leg bone break, which, you know, is kind of similar to break a leg, okay. um, which derives from, like, this Yiddish version or Hebrew of, I could be pronouncing this wrong, u bracha, which means success and blessing. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. That is, the, that is what the German phrase is derived from? Yeah, so um, in World War I... Is that because of the phonetic of the words, or...? I think so. I'm not entirely sure whether the German had the connection from... That's British. a big Perhaps leap. Perhaps there were like Jewish people in Germany. It's not entirely surprising. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But um, in World War I, uh, German Air Force pilots would say Hals on Weimbruch, ironically, to each other for luck and safety. Um, keep in mind, this is World War one, not World War two, <laughs>
0: but there was still there were still things happening
1: even so though, that's what yeah. etymologists like to think that you know okay. kind of came from okay uh, another source I read said John Wilkes Booth broke his leg after shooting Lincoln over in eighteen sixty five Um And he, like, wrote about it in his diary, and I guess that was supposed to be, like, good luck, because I guess he was able to, I don't know, Um, but people (laughs) think this origin's unlikely, because the phrase didn't really become popular in, like, theatrical circles until the 1920s, so, like, not really a cool thing, John Wilkes Booth.
0: So much of this, so I just feel like, I mean, it could be fads that just kind of cut on and stuck around, right? That's true. I feel like there could be a multitude of, of reasons why. So it's almost fun to try to oh, I've got go, more. Over, go over these explanations because they could be as nonsensical as the actual yeah uh, whatever shortening sure. of the abbreviations or shortening of of the phrases. Okay, so I with John have, Wilkes Booth, I wonder now. My mind's going to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. Backstabbing. Yeah, he I he had a gun. He, yeah. he had a gun, but like he was behind Lincoln.
1: I and, have no idea how he did. He, I thought he shot him from like, no. He below. he he was, oh, he, he was, was in a, he a
0: b- Lincoln and his wife were in, in opera in, booth. And yeah, in the in the box seats of, of the theater, okay. and uh, John Booth came, and of snuck. I mean, I don't think they didn't have like secret service, um, but uh, but probably did soon after. after. That,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, he he snuck in through like the curtains of the of their box private box mm, seats mm-hmm. and kind of was waiting i think there's a part in the it was a musical or an opera where it's loud and then from behind bang 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 bang. um yeah so backstabbing so that was with the gun but i think of the i'm always curious about
1: i mean that wouldn't surprise me if it really related to julius caesar you know
0: yeah that's a good of thinking
1: or a shakespeare a two brute brutus I have a fun little side story regarding John Wilkes Booth's brother, Edwin Booth. Um, so Edwin Booth saved <laughs> Abe Lincoln's son, Robert, when uh, Robert was 21 years old, like within a year before Abe Lincoln got shot. So, you know, when his what brother was Was he it,
0: was it, was it a certain profession, like a doctor or-
1: No. So, I mean, the whole Booth family, they were like very famous actors. They were yes. really good at doing their acting thing. Um, But it just, it was kind of more of a case of right place, right time. So um, Robert Lincoln was like getting onto a train um, and there's like this little, I guess it was kind of crowded in the time, the train station and trying to get to the platform to the actual train car. They had to like pay for sleeping car arrangements. And at one point I think John, or not John, um, Robert Lincoln got kind of shoved to the side and fell down like a crack between the platform and the train car. Mm-hmm. and you know before he fell all the way um thankfully edwin booth was able to like pick him up by the car. Oh, he was like a passerby prison. a
0: good samaritan passerby yeah well i mean it was
1: crowded so <laughs> he might have well very well been like someone right next to him and just kind of noticed some guy was <laughs> sinking quickly
0: <laughs> what is that you do um like bystander effect but yeah, yeah. um turning a blind eye
1: oh yes
0: so that's strange to me because where, where do you
1: think that one comes from
0: well she's a strange phrase for me because like I, like for me I so I both of my eyes work I have vision in both of my eyes for it's now like, knock on wood for now yeah so to turn a blind eye it's like so I'm I kind of figuratively make one of my eyes blind and I turn it I don't I don't know
1: yeah i guess you, some would I'm, say like maybe it's really like turning the other cheek um you know like the jesus teaching christian teaching <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> uh, i think your i
0: think your religious background is showing stephanie
1: <laughs> um i welcome all faiths yes yeah. i'm a constant learner as you can tell yeah um,
0: no no for sure yeah yeah let well, I me mean, turn to turn the other cheek this could also be biased because of my christian upbringing
1: yeah yeah
0: um so the bible was more common and and, and kind of well studied um you know, that was the idea that, yeah, literally someone would harm you and whether it was actually like hitting you um, or just wronging you emotionally or something. And then you just turn the other cheek to let them, you know, give like a second chance or something. So I don't know, for me, that makes more sense. But
1: to to turn a blind eye, shall we, shall we explain, I guess, is this pretty self-explanatory too. this, this idiom?
0: Yeah, so it's kinda like the like I kinda say the bystander effect where you're just like, you know, I just pretend to not see Looking away, yeah. Looking away so you don't have so you don't have to so you, you know that there's something that could use help. Yeah. Or is in trouble or something and you consciously decide to avoid it and not do it. I love I
1: love the origin story for this. This is probably my favorite. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, so this dude. His name is Admiral Horatio Nelson. I don't know if you heard of him. He's kind of big deal in England. Um, he famously won Waterloo against Napoleon or Napoleon's little crew. What was his um, name? Sorry, Admiral Horatio Nelson.
0: So Horatio is that not a, a Hispanic, a Spanish okay. name?
1: I don't know who, like, whose parents were. The Nelson is okay. Yes, so he's or maybe that was Wellington. Okay, ignore nelson big big naval fleet commander dude okay. okay um he was blinded in one eye relatively mm-hmm. early on in his naval career and in 1801 like a com like a combat I sh- injury i don't know where it came or was from, it just actually. like an
0: embarrassing accident that no one wants to talk about
1: i wish i had like, looked that up you know like not a
0: cool like not a cool like yeah, shot pretty, with pretty a-
1: ignominious like he fell on a stick or something <laughs> <laughs> Like tripped and oopsie daises i guess i can't see anymore no, I have no idea. I only know that he was blind in his right eye. Um, okay. Uh, so in 1801, there's this Battle of Copenhagen. Wait, does and... did did this happen before Waterloo? Uh, I think so, yes. Because Waterloo okay. was like later on in his career, right? This is okay. kind of... Um, Got it. So, so 1801, he was not the commander-in-chief at the time. It was somebody else. But this commander had told British forces, you know, he, he's like telling all of the British forces to kind of, like, stop and don't attack any further. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Nelson was kind of in charge of a particular subsection group of this British forces, mm-hmm. and he uh, <laughs> turned his <turns>. blind eye. <laughs> he, he literally lifted up the telescope to his right blind eye and said, he, um, I have a right to be blind sometimes. I really do not see the signal. <gasps> um, <laughs> oh. And he continued to attack. And win. So that was pretty incredible. I mean, imagine if he had lost, then it would just be foolhardy and stupid. As it was, <laughs> he won. And then the first commander guy had to resign, you know, out of shame. And Nelson got promoted to commander in chief of the Royal Navy. So, you know Wow. That's
0: isn't that pretty cool. Team. That's a yeah. cool story.
1: I like that one. Yeah. Pretty wild, but man, what a dude. We've got Nelson's column, I think, over oh i want to say Piccadilly, but please don't kill me or you know type come after yeah tweets at me yeah
0: but there's something there's some there's
1: definitely a place called nelson's column over in london but i i forget where it is is. like
0: a like a tube station no no no
1: nelson's column is like a one of those monuments that you just are randomly in the middle of the city okay you know
0: yeah you're like what's that and you're like oh that's nelson's column
1: yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a thing where, like, tour buses go, and then they, they point it out as they're driving along. Okay. And I guess uh-huh. you could take a picture, but it's, like, it's just a pillar in the so, middle of the I street. it's not a statue.
0: It's just a pillar. I think so, yeah. It's like a literal column. I mean, it, it might have, I like, a little statue about.
1: on top, but, you know, it's kind of hard to take a picture unless you're taking from a very low angle or very far away. Got it. You know? Nelson's column. Or maybe on the second floor of the those tour buses. Oh, yeah that's on, okay. on the top floor open deck ones yeah
0: yeah no no that was cool okay no i like that that's a good story no mm. thanks for for sharing that um yeah um no that was cool
1: how about you any any interesting ones that you've got um
0: not really too much um Oh, I did. Uh, one came up in class. I was I was uh, attending class. You know, I was in a class once, and it, it it just it was nice because it was like a group of about like, ten of us, and we were with among us, it after about ten minutes, like it was presented where the professor was like, "I don't mean to nitpick your brain about this question I just asked," mm. and the student was like, "That's okay." And then someone was like, "What does that mean to nitpick?" And we we're like, "I don't." really know No one really knows and then it was like great thing you know we continue on with the lecture and then randomly someone's like outbursts I don't know we're like oh I bet it means this and we're like oh, yeah so you just know like they were just that makes sense. they were yeah. just sitting there thinking about it but I think it was like your that you had like little like little gnats or lice little nits. yeah little nits in your hair and that it needed to be like kind of groomed
1: I think nits are like Baby lice baby louse. Yeah, that
0: exact yes. Yeah, we did we ended up someone fact checked and looked it up. Um so that's kind of cool because we as a group kind of like built off of each other and it was a great thing, because it was just kind of one of those moments in real time and someone just said Well, hold a second. What do you mean? Are you gonna nitpick my brain? So for some reason it went from like
1: yeah, you always hear, like, can, you know, I'm, I'm like, nitpicking your, or, you know, like, nitpicking your ideas. Yeah, which what, it makes sense to, like, nitpick, actually. but how do we go from, like, a physical nit- thing into, like, a more abstract, you know, like, a brain Yeah, I mean, I know it's, brain. like, in the
0: kind of, same local area. Sure, like, but you got to really dig deep. Scalp and hair, but how do we just, like, go completely beneath that and go straight <laughs> to, like, the <laughs> soft, soft brain tissue. tissue? Yeah.
1: Or, like, an abstract idea is, like, an idea, you know?
0: Exactly. Yeah. So that was a kind of a cool moment that I had once.
1: Uh, I I was laughing during the middle of your explanation because I just realized um, huh. several of my knitting projects had come from this website called <laughs> knitpicks.com but with you know the knitting K N I T. Of course. can you imagine how horrible it would be if N I T Pix.com? That'd be a little terrifying. Have a sweater yes. just full of baby lice. Oh God. Baby lice
0: no thank you um but yeah no i just we're kind of nearing the end here a little bit i just want to switch over don't have any good segue right now apologies and bang. i'm sure like once you hear me talking you're gonna be like she could have totally said this um but that's just kind of where we're at right now and so there's a few songs that i i kind of have been thinking about recently and um I'll kind of go in reverse order here, I guess. You know, so one, I, I went to an outdoor dance class out in the park. You know, Like I said, I just kind of recently moved, and I like to try to get to know an area as much as I can by just kind of going out and exploring and trying new events and showing up to places. Um, so the song that played, it's kind of one of those songs that, you know, just by the first couple chords or just measures, it just kind of stands out to you. And just, it
1: resonates with you
0: yeah and you just kind of like want to stop what you're doing and just like take it all in and also you know especially if you don't have a pen and paper or your phone nearby or something you you try to at least for me like i try to like desperately memorize the lyrics at least like one or two lines of it Yeah, because
1: you can't like shazam it or something exactly
0: know. yeah so i was like kind of frozen like trying to like okay remember remember this at least these two lines and i, I got it luckily so by the time i got back to my car uh i, I was able to look it up um uh, so it the song is called The Let Go uh by L King who's actually curiously interesting the daughter of comedian Rob Schneider.
1: Huh. Yeah. Interesting.
0: People don't know that or I didn't know that until recently. Um And so um yeah so yeah the female singer L King uh, the song is Let Go and um yeah it's kind of a I mean like I guess I just heard it like earlier today. Um I liked it. I think I, a little bit of research what we just did it's she wrote it kind of about self-isolation and sobriety and, and recovery but for me it, it hit mean and i feel like it's okay as a listener to have a song mean something different than maybe perhaps original intent i feel like it, i know, love it
1: when that happens like you, you take your own meaning to it
0: yeah and i think that's what most artists are kind of doing it's, you know a lot of times their songs they're kind of giving it as a gift and you know they might tell you um the meaning of the song that they were or what they're going through when they wrote it but it's kind of you know if it affects you or moves you, then great, or or not, or whatever. Uh, so for me, yes, since I'm entering kind of a new chapter, being in a new place, the let go kind of resonated with me. I'm just out, you know, letting go and moving forward to this new chapter and, you know, letting go, of not harboring anything about that's not helpful to me um, of things that I was holding on to in the previous place I was living. And that's something that's tough for me to do. I do like to kind of hold on to things and dwell on things and really ruminate on them sometimes and you know analyze them a lot and sometimes that's actually counterproductive I recognize in myself um so I'm I kind of want to keep this song kind of around kind of the next couple weeks for, for me to be reminding myself to to let go and then kind of go along the theme of uh of being in a new place something that I kind of learned about um and discovered in myself when I was living in in California is noticing yeah, I always listen. I always love listening to music. I you know, I go on walks, I'm always plugged so in.
1: I mean most people do. Right? A lot of people I
0: do, yeah. It's it's just I love less I love just going on walks and being out in nature without having always being plugged into something. I really like that, but there's also times where it's nice to have a soundtrack. Yeah. For me, you know, on on walks or dogs around where I live or or so. Um so it kinda of came up with the idea that certain certain songs would emerge to kind of feel like the theme, the theme song for wherever I was living. Because just for whatever reason, when I heard them, um, and it's probably because you know I might have been playing them a lot while I was living in a certain place, but I just felt that just something in the music with the lyrics or whatever, maybe how I came across that song just uh, just made me feel like this is kind of this the the, the artifact of this place. And so one of them for me while I was living in San Francisco was the song Life by Ludovico Ionati, Ionati. Ionati? the Italian um, pianist and composer. Because uh, it kind of had that magical, whimsical charm that I felt was a lot in San Francisco. I was living there with the fog and the Christmas and the sense of wonder and magicalness of
1: a lot of his music kind of invites that sense of mm-hmm. you know letting yeah. your mind kind of wander and take its own nebulous cloud-like forms.
0: Yes, yeah. It was great actually I got to see him perform there at the at the opera house which was
1: marvelous. Sounds amazing.
0: 5th row, row Very e. jealous, very jealous. What? $30 seats. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. Great deal on Ticketmaster. Good job. You know how that works. Can we get sometimes- a sponsor? <laughs> sometimes, you're just, sometimes you're just lucky, I feel, when you get yeah. those seats. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I went with a friend. So it was two of us. And I remember I was in charge at that time of buying the tickets. Yeah. The kind of tickets.
1: That's absolutely brilliant.
0: Met him outside. We walk in, and I'm like, hand him his ticket. And he's like, Row e? And I'm like, yeah. And then like, you know, you just keep walking forward and closer yeah, yeah. to the stage. You're like, oh my God. This is we're crazy actually, close. This is we're like, sitting here.
1: You can like touch the stage at
0: this point. It was, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, great time. And so Life by Ludovico Minotti for me was for San Francisco. And then I'm um, kind of driving into where I am now, the city where I'm now in, in Pennsylvania. Um, it's an older song. I touched, I came across it in high school. Um, Paradise by Coldplay. I like a lot of their music. I mm, think um, they have a solid. really kind of pop
1: symphonic
0: sound. I don't know
1: the correct genre. They have such a range. I think like every, most of their albums, there's at least one banger. So they've been pretty consistent. Yeah.
0: So that happened to be the song playing on my playlist while I was driving in on the night that I kind of first spent in the city I'm at. So it kind of brought in a sense of nostalgia of where I was, you know, during high school when I came across it. Uh, But also just kind of this excitement and again, more of that wonderment Uh, of excited for what's about to unfold. But uh, yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to kind of touch on that with kind of the, yeah, with the the closing, Stephanie. Want I kind of offer that to you?
1: Yeah, I kind of want to go back to like, I guess, sky gazing of some variety, you know, how you're talking Mm -hmm. about clouds. Um, I like to, you know, take evening strolls, you know, the weather's cooler. I don't have to get up so early in the morning to avoid the heat. I just Mm kind of like do it in the evening. Um, and have you ever noticed? I, I don't know if you take many evening strolls, but like I do, yeah, it's nice, yeah. The nighttime, the world just seems bigger. Is that just me?
0: The sky, I feel like this, like the air kind of expands and opens up. I feel like it's very, it's a very vertical Like it, feeling. Perhaps this me.
1: only works with like clear nights best, but like it for some reason, I can imagine like you know, seeing the dome of the sky. Now, that seems kind of crazy, right? Because the curvature of the earth is such that when you're on the ground. You generally don't see the, the skies being a domed shape. You know, you got to be really far away in order to mm-hmm. see that curvature. Mm-hmm. But during nighttime, more so than daytime, it seems like you can kind of trick your brain into seeing that kind of curvature ish of like it's the different, horizon. Different, different, or, and you're, and you're tracking like the plane of the elliptical, right? Yeah, and, and, or like and, the stars, or just mm-hmm. something around it about it. Yeah. It seems like you can just see suddenly more than you can in the daytime when it's just blue skies or occasional clouds like it doesn't seem as like when you're at the day-to-day you know you're just like okay got to go to school got to go to work got to drive you know grocery store yada 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 Mm -hmm. you know everything's just kind of like do what you got to do you know but then in the night you when you're kind of like you've got that free time even if you have free time in the daytime just like it just seems like there's just so much more of the world at night i don't know what causes that but that's just how it always seems to me i think it also helps because the
0: usually at night things are quieter to perhaps and that could maybe draw your attention
1: in the city life too you know like I've lived in city places I've lived in rural areas you know okay. Mm -hmm. in both the mixture you know it just seems like even nighttime when you're in the middle of a really busy city it just seems bigger like maybe it's more mysterious maybe it just seems like not that the shops are open you know but there's just more to do or think or you know, just I don't know. Maybe I'm just more a night creature than I am a day, day person. <laughs> it's entirely perhaps Perhaps. No, I like that though. How about you in Terabang, you know? Yeah, do you
0: do you kinda also like to stargaze or cloud gaze or spend time outside or maybe you're you more focused we talked a lot about stuff in the sky, up in the sky and things, but maybe you're more of
1: sidewalk stare. Sidewalk cracks. Yeah. Look at all those ants. What are they doing with their lives?
0: Yeah, or the micro. And I also think, to, but, you know, back to the sky and just kind of end, end on a note there of, you know, the common, the like shared and common space of the sky. Of you know, people always say, right, like we're all looking up at the same moon. I mean, yeah, it's showing up at different times for different locations, but
1: the same ch- face of the moon. It's not even rotating. Yes, I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, and just how that's in a lot of folklore and stories, you know, it's a way to keep you feeling not homesick or lost of, you know, using stars for navigation and things like that. Of, It's a, you know, universal around the globe a lot of times, um, to help you find your way and locate yourself and get yourself oriented. So with that, um, thanks to, yeah, thanks to Tara Vang, for, for joining us again. And yeah, it's good, good to have you here with us, wherever you are under the vest sky canvas right now whether it's bright for you or dark for you right now or if you're seeing some cool cool things in the sky um yeah we're thinking of you and uh glad that you're able to be here with us yeah
1: feel free to you know send us some music on our emails uh dot the whatabout.thepodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at whatabout underscore cast any of your ideas the music, the artist, and the playlist that you'd like it to be part of. And we'll try and edit. Yeah.
0: No, thanks for the reminder, Stephanie. And all right. So we uh, take care and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>